0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, it's a good day to be a Red. Liverpool 5, Porto 1 in the Champions League in Porto. As usual, Liverpool go into the drag and just wipe the floor with their hosts. This, after a 5-0 and a 4-1, was yet another spanking for the home team by the mighty Reds. A scoreline that I don't think anyone could dispute accurately represents the game, but it was such a weird game in that their goalkeeper gifted us three goals, absolutely handed them on a plate, and yet it didn't skew the scoreline because Liverpool created so many chances and had so much of the ball, so much dominance, that 5-1 felt right. But at at the same time, they missed a couple of really good chances. Diaz missed that good chance in the first half where he kind of just rolled it towards Alisson. And they had that good chance in the second half where Ali made a really good save. It was just a bizarre game of football in which which we were so dominant for periods. And then it kind of felt really easy for periods. And you sort of looked at them and thought, isn't it sad to see what they've become? This is a team that are two times, a club rather, that are two-time European Cup winners. They've had so many great players in the past, and then they're employing Diogo Costa as their goalkeeper after the Jose Sa experience, which, I mean, Wolves fans are going to find out soon what he's all about. This kid is just, he's not a goalkeeper. If you've got that kind of name, you really shouldn't be a goalkeeper. It kind of feels like you should be a wide midfielder or something, but he's just not very good. Um, the first goal, Mo Salah scores. It's great work from Curtis Jones. Cuts in off the left-hand side, shifts the ball onto his right foot, gets a shot away. It's a good shot. It's not particularly powerful. The goalkeeper should do much better with it. But he just palms it straight to Salah. The defender, the left-back, is asleep. Salah nips in. It's it's a very simple goal. Mo doesn't even really celebrate it. Um, he's so embarrassed for the goalkeeper. The second goal, it's a good cross from Milner from the right-hand side. The keeper comes out, slides towards it and decides to leave it alone. And Sadio Mane just very uh, gratefully takes the ball into the net. and Again, doesn't really celebrate because he's just a bit embarrassed for his mate there. Um, The third is Salah and the third is a great goal. Curtis Jones wins the ball, breaks down the right-hand side, draws the defence across switches it on to his right, sorry, breaks on the left-hand side, draws the defence across, switches it on to his right-hand side, finds Salah, one touch and finish. It's an excellent goal, brilliant from Curtis, great finish by Mo. And that's really game over. They would score on 74, a little bit of a defensive lapse. We've made some changes. Joe Gomez doesn't cover himself in glory, but it is what it is, and we won't worry about it too much. More calamity from the goalkeeper for our fourth goal, 77 minutes. Again, it's really good work by Curtis. Puts the ball into a good space for Bobby. The goalkeeper makes a decision to come tearing out of his goal for a ball that there is no chance he's getting to. Absolutely no chance. Bobby takes it round him and rolls it with his left foot. Now, the cynic in me wants to believe that Bobby purposely rolled it so slowly just to give the goalkeeper that little bit of hope. Maybe I can recover my mistake. He gets his hand to the ball about a foot over the line. You'd love to believe that Bobby did that on purpose. It would be a very Bobby thing to do, but the judgment on his left foot moving away from goal would be incredibly hard to pull off. It might just have been that he didn't catch the ball as cleanly as he'd like, but it worked out beautifully. And then four minutes later, it's a second for Bobby, a fifth for Liverpool. Again, Curtis Jones is involved. His shot takes a deflection, drops it from Eno's feet. Bobby tucks it away. There's a VAR delay as we wait to see if it's going to be given or not. There's a little bit of a look at a potential handball by the Porto defender. The referee seems to spend this break explaining the VAR system to the Porto players, gesturing towards lines with his hands and doing all sorts that he just looked like a thumb. And uh, it's given, it's 5-1, and and that's really all she wrote. Liverpool very comfortable and very happily going home with three points in the bag, five goals to their name, eight goals scored in their two Champions League games so far, top of the group with six points. In the other game, Atletico Madrid came from behind to beat AC Milan in Milan. Milan went 1-0 up through Rafael Liao. Frank Kessie sent off on 29 for a 2nd jello card. Atleti dominated the game after that, but never really looked like they were going to score until Antoine Griezmann scores on the 84th minute. And we're thinking, okay, draw here is ideal for us. Atleti get a penalty in the 97th minute, and Luis Suarez steps up and scores. We will obviously face Atletico Madrid in our next two Champions League games. So... We will have the home game, sorry, the away game first. That's October 19th at the Wanda in Madrid. And then the home game is November 4th. I'm wrong. It's November 3rd. Um, So those are going to be two really tough games. They're the best team in the group outside of us. We know what it's like to play them, but they haven't looked particularly good in recent weeks. Uh, They weren't great last night. They weren't good in their first game in the Champions League against Porto. It it was almost like both teams forgot to attack. They just both sort of bedded in defensively and played a little bit of pinball in midfield. Um really, really poor game. But we're in we're in good shape. We have one game left obviously before the international break and that will be Man City at the weekend. Now Trent didn't play last night and Jurgen Klopp's comments indicated that he doesn't expect him to play against City. Nabi was back on the bench last night, though, so that's a positive. Don't know that he'll start against City, but certainly will be an option off the bench. And Nico Williams also back on the bench last night after his spell out with injury. Good minutes in the legs, I think, for the lads last night. I was surprised by how strong of a team Klopp went with. But I do think that certain players, Andy Robertson, and Joel Matip and Jordan Henderson, were played to try and get them over what a dreadful showing they all had against Brentford. Uh, I thought Robbo and Matip played well last night and will keep their places obviously for City. So maybe just giving them a little bit of carrot rather than giving them the stick. And and I think it worked with Robertson and Matip anyway. Uh, Milner filled in at right back. He had some sketchy moments, but generally he stuck to his task well and he was quite comfortable for the most part. Diaz had a poor game anyway. Uh, Curtis Jones, unquestionably man of the match, two assists involved in two of their goals, caused problems for Porto all game long. Really good to see his confidence, nice and high. He's going to be big against City, we're going to need a lot from him. And you do have to think, like when Thiago comes back, could a midfield three of Thiago, Fabinho and Curtis become the thing? Would certainly give us a lot of control and creativity as well as the defence of so of Thiago's positioning and Fabinho's exceptional ball winning. Fabinho was brilliant last night as well. Just won everything in the middle of the park, laid out their players, flattened their backs endlessly, and then just kind of stood over them, looking down at them, laughing at them as if to say, why are you on the floor? We're playing the game up here. Uh, Salah looked dangerous. I thought Mane had one of his best games in the last year. Jota was wasteful. His movement was good, but he was wasteful. He had a couple of good chances. One in particular, he shifted it onto his left foot. You need to get that on target. He puts it wide. It didn't matter in the end. But with Bobby back and scoring two, I expect Bobby to start at the weekend. That's back to back run outs So sub. I expect that he'll start against City. But I think the rest of the team will be the same when we play Man City. Good to see Joe Gomez getting some minutes in his legs. You don't really like to see him at right back. So that his first game at right back since Burnley away when he broke his leg that time. Um you'd, you'd rather he didn't have to play in that role. Ox got minutes, had one shot from a free kick. Some people seemed upset by it, but I was delighted because that goalkeeper was awful, so why wouldn't you try your luck? Uh Tacky got a run out and Divok got a run out as well. So nice for the lads to get a nice run out in the in the Portuguese uh Portuguese heat. So all things considered a very positive night for the Reds. And we move on to City this weekend. Flying around the main Liverpool sites. This is Anfield focusing heavily on post-match content. Uh, Liverpool's demolition of Porto. Fueling the belief of a 7th European Cup. Goals galore. Jones the best. Five talking points from Liverpool's win over Porto. Uh, there's player ratings. There's a piece about Mo Salah overtaking Samuel Eto'o In terms of Champions League goals. Uh, there's a little piece there on Suarez scoring his goal. And there is a piece about from uh, Jürgen Klopp's comments when he said Liverpool will be fresh again um, for Man City. So all good stuff, all well worth your while. This is Anfield, obviously an excellent site, well run, good bunch of people behind it and good bunch of people writing for them. Again, on the club website, there is, of course, more post-match content. A uh, little piece there on Isaac Mabeya. Signing his first pro contract with the club. So congratulations to him. There is a vote, a poll up so you can vote for your LFC women's player of the month. So do give that a quick look. Uh, there's some comments from Fabinho, which are worth a look. And then obviously there is a really good tribute, a video tribute to Roger Hunt that I would invite you all to go and listen, go and watch and listen to what is said on liverpool.com. There is a piece about Paul Glatzel and how he has had a bit of a rough start on his loan at Tranmere. Obviously, he's coming back from a couple of serious injuries, so you have to give him a bit of a a pass there. Uh, A piece about Liverpool potentially having the ideal Naby Keita replacement in the works uh, should his contract talks break down. I haven't actually read that so I can't tell you who it is. It's a piece about Mikhail Damsgaard and how Liverpool might consider signing him. Uh a piece about Alan Saint Maximum and how Liverpool could tar- target him. Um I don't I don't think there's gonna be anything in that one. I really don't think he's the type of player we would sign. I also think he'd be overpriced coming from a Premier League team. Uh, On to Anfieldindex.com. And there's a really, really good piece up about the Liverpool players in their final days at the club from Stephen Smith. Having a look at the squad and maybe certain players who are in the last season that they will have at this club. I think it's largely the names that you would expect. But it's really well written by Stephen, as always. And then podcast-wise, we've got quite a bit. We have the latest Raw for myself, Trev Downey and Carl Matchett, it's up. Well worth a listen. We recorded it live on Discord last night. We are recording the Champions League post-match shows live on Discord. So if you are an Anfield Index Pro subscriber, join the Discord. Get in touch with Gags or Eddie. Ask them to give you access to the live show thread so you can listen in uh, as as we break down the game that's just been played. There's also a news round. Uh, it's a retrospective-looking piece at, at Roger Hunt. Uh, I was joined by Jim Boardman and Jan Gorski Mashir Fidzi. To, to those who, who don't know him personally, uh, you might know him on social media as at Um Fidzi was lucky enough to see Roger Hunt play um, for the duration of his Liverpool career, bar his first couple of years in in League in Division Two, but saw his whole Division One career for Liverpool and some really good insight. And Jim has some really good stuff on him as well about, you know, how he was revered around the club and and by fans in the seventies and eighties. So um, kind of the way we look back on Robbie Fowler, I suppose now and, and McManaman and how the younger generations will look back on Gerrard and things like that. And just trying to get across the point that we always need to remember our great players and, and, respect what they did for us, how it was them that paved the way for where the club is now. And how, if you look at the history of Liverpool and the best player at the club, from Billy Little on through now to where we'd say Salah or or Virgil, Roger Hunt, there's a big era where Roger Hunt was the guy at Liverpool. Um, Not always the one that was hyped up you know Ian St. John was probably a bigger star than him but Roger Hunt was the best player in the team um so yeah it it's a, I, I really enjoyed doing it it's it's there to listen to um i'm not sure what else has been recorded today guy what what are we recording today is there anything else other than the scout that we've just done for city uh but, but, but i f- Mul no Mulby's tomorrow uh but i think that's it for Wednesday i think it's tomorrow i'm not sure when rivalry comes out so that cool. might be today cool so we might have a rivalry recon today if not it'll be tomorrow uh our man harry Seti putting forward his best foot and yeah we've just recorded the scouted for city myself and carl so that will probably be out later today if not today it'll be out tomorrow um we'll be on the spot being recorded tomorrow and anfield index 300 the 300 episode of the main ai pod is coming soon it's in the works. So um, Trev is going to put that together, and I'm not sure what it'll be. Uh, I know I'll be part of it. I don't know if will be on the main body of the podcast, but I think he's looking through a bit with me and a bit with Gags and maybe one or two others who were involved in the, in the very first Anfield Index podcast, which was almost eight years ago. 2013, uh, we started this, the podcast site, the website, the Anfield Index thing that's been going on for longer but podcast wise we're almost eight years in and uh, if you've been listening since day one very much appreciated if you're new to the cause always welcome tell your friends i'll see you tomorrow take care of yourselves bye-bye sports social podcast network